hosted by Jason Bryan and providing the latest insights on telecoms trends from around the world. This is Rocco Radio. Hello there, I'm Jason Bryan, CEO Rocco Research and welcome to The Slice, a series of podcasts dedicated to the industry's biggest trends. On this show, I speak with Henning Lagerwilke, Director BSS at Enchals Networks. Following the recent developments by the GSMA in creating the billing and charging evolution, we wanted to get some fresh thinking on what BCE really means for the roaming business. As we know, producing new standards is one thing, but getting them established is a much bigger challenge. With the help of Henning from Enchals, I had the chance to ask the big questions on what BCE really means for the industry, and most importantly, what's its potential. From a wholesale perspective, it's been kind of static. Traditionally, when we talk about TAP, we talk about interconnect. That business hasn't evolved too much. But with 5G especially and slicing, I think BC is one of those elements that will at least ensure that you can adapt your, your agreements and adapt your settlement processes to, to actually monetize in the way you would like to do it. While we're always trying to improve the sound quality of our interviews, on some occasions, it's not always possible to guarantee perfect sound. Please forgive some parts of this recording where we experienced some sound issues. So I'm going to ask you the question which I think any operator might ask. The transferred account procedure, TAP, has been there since the beginning. It's, of course, the foundation on which most roaming traffic information is exchanged. Why do we need BC at all? What is the evolution that BC is really bringing to the industry? From my perspective, BC simplifies things. The barrier for using TAP as a carrier for IoT and roaming, 5G roaming, for example. Yeah, it could work, but it's the volumes that uh, to some extent puts a pressure on TAP. But maybe most important is the business model that we foresee in, in IoT and in, in 5G roaming. It's, it's not really something that we support in TAP. It's, it's daily charges per IMSI. It's, uh, it's volume-based aggregation related to a slice or radio access type. It's, it's new technology and new revenue streams that is not supported by traditional TAP exchange mechanism. And you also have the element of actually, it's kind of costly to, to exchange all those big volumes of data that we, we foresee coming. So I think from a BCE perspective, why it's, it's a good evolution, it's like, it's a, it simplifies. You don't need to exchange all information. You have both sides of the coins already when you look at home routed usage compared to uh, what your customer is invoicing you. So you don't need to exchange a lot of data. You have the support that is required to, for example, address permanent romance so that you can actually have a business model to support that. But it also supports complex IoTs and IoT discounting that is today, to a large extent, handled outside TAP so that you it's not unusual that you have agreements, simple Excel files or whatever that is completely handling the discounting models uh, between the operators um, uh, or between the partners outside your, your tap flow. And maybe in the long term, BCE support it has a focus for mobile IoT and 5G roaming. It supports all the traditional services as well. So 
like in the long term, it, it could be something that we will evolve into. The most interesting thing is that you can actually use BC as a standard for all your interoperator relationships. It, there's no limitation today, nothing that is saying that if I would like to use BCE in my interconnect relationship, uh, in my carrier relationships, then I have a standard that I can fall back on and a, and a standardized process that everybody could use. So I think it has a lot of potential, but what it brings today, what is the most important things that it does is that it solves a problem. And this problem is how do I monetize my new type of relationships in a way that will will support uh, my business and, and the complexities that I see around the micro microtransactions with with the large volumes and new type of revenue uh, streams. But as an operator, let's say I want to do BC, do I need that my roaming partner is also doing it as well? Or yeah. is it something I can do independently? No, you need you, you need to have um, an interrelationship with with your partner. So that's what we see, as I said, a trend for 2021. We see that more and more operators are MNOs are getting requests by other MNOs. We're trying to drive that way forward so that we can we can actually tap the potential out of mobile IoT, for example. We can start with 5G roaming. There are no really no technical barriers for, for 5G roaming, for example. There's a settlement barrier. How do we actually deal with with the traffic that is generated in terms of roaming on each other's network? So I'm I'm saying that no, you cannot mix TAP and BC. You have to to have an agreement that is supporting that, and you can have them in parallel, of course. So you can continue with your traditional roaming and TAP and wrap as you wish. So BC is a complement to that going forward. But you need to have a, a bilateral agreement that is supporting that relationship. So you need to support the process. If, if I think about BC, I need to invest in it myself. My roaming partners also need to invest in it. And what is specifically, let's say, the efficiency gain that I'm going to see? And how is it going to grow over time? Any initiative that comes globally requires a global adoption, right? And at the moment, we have two processes. Will the BC replace that? I would say maybe, not likely. It will take a lot of time at least. And when I talk to our customers about what they foresee, they say that, yes, we will have our TAP agreements for a very long time. We might want to move everything into BC, but let's see. Our focus is now to be able to monetize mobile IoT and 5G, for example, and get rid of our discounting agreements that we are doing outside our clearinghouse relationship, outside our roaming system today. We want that to be supported by a global standard, which BC does. So as with every change, as you say, every global standard, it takes time to adopt and someone needs to lead that change. And last year we had four operators, major MNOs that adopted to BC officially, but that's a big, that's a good sign. That's a sign that things will change. And this year, a lot of uh, operators are talking about how do we support BC? We have customers that uh, look at BC just because GSMA is talking about BC, but most of the customers are looking at BC since they're getting requests on support. They're getting requests to set up a bilateral agreement from the roaming managers. All customers that we have for, 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 that are working purely with IoT, for example, they are pushed extremely, pushed a lot to support BC because right now they are living on tap and 
the business model that the MNOs would like to, to have with someone that is offering global IoT connectivity is not at all something that they, they, they can do in TAP. Actually, this year, I've heard so much talk about BC. I've heard a lot of a talk from the industry in general, but also about operators seriously looking at it. So it, it makes a lot of sense to start with the adoption of that, primarily because, well, TAP is not supported anymore. TAP is available, of course, but it's not. the standards are not going to be developed by the GSMA. So it's pretty clear there's a one direction that we're all going in, and that's towards... towards BCE. How likely do you think it would be that BCE might be used for all roaming traffic in the future then? But it depends. Related to the maturity of BCE, when is BCE adapted to the market in that extent so that it will actually make, make it useful to, to move into that direction? I, I think it's a really hard question to answer. I can just speculate. From my perspective, I will see the benefit, of course, to moving everything into BC because you will have one process and, and you have a more mature process as well because you have most of the traffic already home routed today. You can com comply to the UDRs, USRs and, and BSRs and use that for the settlements uh, process and go into the reconciliation and disputes uh, during uh, the DDRs if necessary. So you could actually remove some kind of latency, you have a better freedom at least on, on how you would like to, to set up the agreements. I think the driver for bringing TAP into BC is basically monetization. If you are creative enough to create agreements that will evolve traditional TAP-driven transactions and combine that into your um, bilateral agreement around, around, supported by BC, that's of course something that will drive the business forward. Future will tell. <laughs> the future will tell, but what is it that we, as an industry, need to to do to start to to reap the benefits of these efficiency gains? And is it that a mobile operators almost need to say, "I'm using BC now, and I'm expecting my roaming partners to use it within a certain amount of time," which then encourages them to to start with the adoption of BC? Could it be, let's say, enforced by a mobile operator, or is it too early for that? It's too early, but it's 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 a likely scenario, right? If a group of operators or some of the bigger players in the market decides that VC is the way to go, for example, the rest of the market needs to adapt. That could be a possible scenario, but as well as a scenario that is VC and TAP will live in parallel for a very long time is, I would say, as possible. Do you think there's enough support, information, uh, case studies that allow for operators to be able to understand the benefits? Yes, I think there is enough. The standard as such is driven by simplicity, but it's also about solving a problem to be able to monetize. So the flexibility you have in the BC standard, it's not unlimited, but it's very close to unlimited, meaning that creativity yeah. is within the hands of the one that is driving the agreement. The standard will support it for sure, meaning that the competition might evolve in very different directions since you can be very creative in the way you actually try to, to get customers using your network or your slices. Uh, we talked about what 
what we can do in telecommunications to, to, to embrace the future. Well, we need to see telecommunication as, as one, like roam like home. Yeah, but that pretty much applies to everything, like cars and IoT and, and, and everything that moves needs to have a like home experience. And you need to find ways to get money out of that in between operators. And BC is a good way to support any. I say I'm saying any because I believe like you can be really, really creative when you when you set up these agreements and, and try to attract customers onto your networks. So if I'm thinking about roaming for 5GSA and I'm going to have, let's say, five different slices, BC will allow me to differentiate that traffic and to be able to manage it better? Yes, since you have per slice, for example, BC supports, per, like, you can have a specific price per slice. So if you have, you have some high-end slices with low latency for automotive, you will be able to differentiate all the traffic that is going over that slice for a specific partner, for example. But you also might have slices that you're renting out to someone. So another MNO is using a slice in your network for their own subscribers. Then you have the element of roaming between the slices that's also supported by BC. So there's a lot of wholesale relationships going on in the new uh, new networks, which is really, really interesting. From a wholesale perspective, it's been kind of static. Traditionally, when we talk about TAP, we talk about interconnect. That business hasn't evolved too much. But with 5G, especially, and slicing, that provides a fantastic, I wouldn't say complexity, but it, it provides a complexity that, <laughs> that you need to, to address in terms of a wholesale relationship, with this, which is interesting. And BC is one of those elements that will at least secure that you can uh, adapt your, your agreements and, and adapt your settlements processes to, to actually monetize in the way you would like to do it. One question that comes to my mind is around, we, we talked in the past and you mentioned, you briefly mentioned uh, the Rome Like at Home scenarios. And Rome Like at Home is of course an international roaming regulation, especially mm. in the EU, but also in GC and is growing in the regulation bodies in Africa, it's something which even U.S. operators have adopted without any regulation. They just see it as, as a common sense thing to do. Mm. So with that in mind, obviously the, the relationship the end customer is having with their telecoms operator is becoming much more, let's say, transparent about what is the roaming fees. In, in some markets, there's still bill shock. There's still silent roaming going on heavily and uh, you know i refer to maybe uh, some african markets and latin america where bill shock is still quite common there is a feeling that with tap i can really get into the to the details of what a customer did in that roaming experience mm. is that going to be the same with bc no bc does not does not add any does not provide anything that is better right uh, if you compare to TAP, for example, the, the primarily focus is mobile IoT and 5G roaming. That's home router traffic. That's something that the home operator already has 100% control of. So it's mm. just the wholesale relationship that is taking care of BC. The end subscriber relationship, the, the, the analytics of what the, the users are doing when being abroad, it's done in the home network. 
So local breakouts is always a problem in this in these scenarios. But if we look at traditional uh, home router traffic, it it BC does not provide anything in that. It's it's just a simplification on on the settlement process. You're not able to analyze the detailed data unless you request it, and I think that will be cumbersome in the in the long term to to exchange all that information, even if it's possible. Mm-hmm. But but it is much less likely that with the kind of retail plans that we see in the market these days, operators might you know not need to go into that those kind of details. I don't think so. Uh, what BC provides compared to TAP, for example, is that you could address and you can actually show you can allow permanent roamers, for example, and you can short mm-hmm. for it and you can you can cover it in your business model and in your bilateral agreement. It's of course a problem when when it's regulated that it's not allowed, but uh, mm-hmm. in the cases when it's allowed, you could actually instead of fight it, you could charge for it and find a way to accept it. So the best outcome for BCE is all operators use it for all services and start to even get creative with it to kind of see what else they can they can do to monetize on their roaming traffic. I think so. It's about being creative and being flexible. And BCE is, is really a tool for you to tap that potential. So what three things would you say that Engehouse does to advance the telecoms industry today? I would say, first of all, reliability. We are that type of partner that ensures a consistent delivery. Uh, doesn't matter the, what type of complexity we face in the industry. We keep and have a relentless focus on continuous reliable deliveries and integrations across our, our our customers. So reliability, systems that work, projects that don't fail, and customers, of course, that are not left behind. That's, I would say, the first. Second, then I would like to highlight the combined expertise that we have in our team. What I talked about uh, on how we have built our company, so that means that we have a considerable body of knowledge in our experienced global and diverse talent. Then you might ask yourself, how does this advance the industry? Well, as I see it, the expertise defines the best practices, and we apply these through our customer base. That means advancing the industry overall. We have several examples that we can talk about from 5G radio planning and rollout standalone to uh, IoT use cases in the BSS uh, side of things. I was talking a little bit about that when you talked about how we differentiate our wholesale or how we stick out in in the wholesale side. But IoT, for example, is is interesting how we can support uh, a lot of different emerging business models in that space. So from reliability and a combined expertise, I would also like to mention a third thing, that's the fast-paced innovation. How we can, for example, use all the AI data from our portfolio or use AI together with our data from our portfolio to work with catalysts, for example, with the TM forum. I think that's, uh, yeah, the innovation side is is third thing I would like to mention. So you mentioned AI and, and using your data. Is there specific projects that you're working on Yes, so there, there is uh, what we call the Engine's AI initiative, and some of those can be our initiatives can be found together with uh, in the Catalyst project with the Team Forum. But I would like to highlight what we do in Ford, for example, because uh, here we have um, an AI initiative to identify fraud, or if you look at, for example, a common 
fraud case that is Vangiri. We have, based on our da the data that we have, we have uh, uh, managed to actually identify Vangiri before it's actually happening. So, so we are able to block Vangiri attempts before they actually uh, pick up speed. And uh, we have some customer churn predictions projects going on with some customers to 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 look at that from the uh, b2c side of, of things and there are also several uh, other uh, ai initiatives that we are driving now i'm going to go for that question in your website you state that you are the world's most reliable telecom technology provider uh, how did you come to this conclusion <laughs> that's a good question uh, but of course it's it's based on on a history, right? We know our space very well with both successes and failures, but I would say that most important relates to this statement is that we have an internal culture that is built up with entrepreneurs, basically with a sole focus to commit and deliver to our customers, regardless of the challenges that happen in every project, just to summarize it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and hope it gave you some new perspectives to think about. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan and you've been listening to The Slice from Rocker Radio.